You're listening to the Word of Hope, sermons preached at Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Today's sermon is preached by Pastor Brian Wolfmuller. In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear saints, the wages of sin is death. With these words, St. Paul ends the epistle reading for this morning, and it's important for us to remember them. Because when the Holy Spirit gathers us into this place, into this church, into this room, it is a matter of life and death. And not only earthly life and temporal death, but eternal life and eternal death. For it is appointed, say the Scriptures, for a man wants to die, and after that, judgment. Now this judgment is something to which we must give earnest attention. Each one of us, says the text, has an appointment with death, and after this we have an appointment with judgment. Now this judgment might be on our own last day, or on the great last day when Jesus returns and all the world is mustered to stand before Him, and that judgment determines where you will spend eternity in the bliss of the Lord's kindness or in the tortures of hell, life or death. I have, and I don't know why, but just recently in the last few weeks, received a lot of questions about hell. What is it like? Is it really true that there is an eternal death? How is that fair? It doesn't seem like something a loving God would do. How do we reconcile the different descriptions of hell in the Bible? I wonder if all these questions are because we don't talk about this biblical doctrine enough, which is understandable because it is, after all, a difficult topic. But the Scripture puts the teaching of hell before us for a reason. In fact, we want to make a few brief notes simply about the biblical teaching of hell this morning. And first, this, the Bible teaches that there will be an eternal torment for sinners. And that this is the teaching of the Bible is unquestionable. Just to take one passage, 2 Thessalonians 1.9 says, These shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord. Jesus warns about everlasting fire, Matthew 18, and eternal damnation, Mark 3. First point, the Bible teaches hell. The third point, and I know I'm skipping the second point. I'm going to come back to it because that's really what I want to spend the most of the time on. But the third point about hell is that the Bible tells us about it so that we can avoid it. <laughs> there are all sorts of questions about the nature of hell. Where hell is. How can there be both flames and darkness? The, things like this. Our own Lutheran church fathers quote the more, more ancient church fathers with great wisdom on this topic, and they say this, we search not where hell is, but rather we search to see how we can avoid it. <laughs> and that's good advice. There's a tendency, I suppose, to not talk about hell because it's difficult, and pastors want to be nice. In fact, some popular theologians and this is happening uh, all the time, but especially it's been happening recently, popular theologians have come out and stated that they don't find the doctrine of hell in the Scriptures. Now, years ago and centuries past, the deniers of hell were called, euphemistically, the mercy theologians. But our old Lutheran theologians saw through it. They said this, 
the mercy theologians, are actually the most merciless. Because of instead of sounding the alarm against the menace of hell, they actually, as far as they are concerned, plunge men into it and into eternal perdition. So we want to sound the alarm. Or at least we want to let the Scriptures and St. Paul sound the alarm. The wages of sin, he says, is death. Eternal death. Now, the second point, hell or eternal death, is what we deserve. Now, this is the text this morning. The wages of sin is death. It's what we've earned. We are, according to St. Paul, the children of wrath. That is, we have deserved the Lord's anger and His punishment from our birth. Now, we might not feel like children of wrath. It might not seem to us like we actually deserve God's anger. In fact, most people live under the opposite impression. We talk about this all the time. If you ask someone if they're going to go to heaven or if they're going to go to hell, uh, people say all the time, I'm going to go to heaven. And why? It's because, after all, I'm a good person. And even if we are not convinced of our own goodness, even if we know our mistakes and our sins and our breaking of God's commandment, we still don't think that we are so bad as to deserve eternal death. I might not be good, but I'm just not that bad. Now, all of us are in this situation together. We cannot know naturally, that is, according to our own flesh and according to the world and according even to our own reason, we cannot know naturally the depth of our own sin. We can't feel it. If we were in that line for the last judgment and we heard whispered the rumor, people are getting what they deserve up there at the front of the line, we would be relieved in the back of the line. Oh, good, what we deserve. I've, I've done some good stuff. I'll probably get life. No. We have not feared, loved, or trusted in God above all things. We have not honored His name and His word and the family that He gave to us. We are not free from anger or from lust or from greed or from bitterness, but our thoughts and our words and our deeds are full of all of these things. We are sinners. And the Scripture comes along to let us sinners know what we cannot know by our own reason or strength, and that is that we deserve something much, much worse and more horrible than we think. The wages of sin is death. Wages, after all, are the results of works. When you go to your job and you clock in, then the paycheck comes. This much money for this much work. The judgment that the Lord would have for us in death is the same. Your sin has earned God's wrath. And this morning, we are given notice of this truth in the words of St. Paul. Now, at this point, a theological danger presents itself. One danger on the one hand, and that is that we just don't believe what the Bible says about hell. That is a grave danger. But there's another danger on the other side, even if we do believe what the Scriptures say about hell. St. Paul, in the verses previous to the one that we're considering in Romans 6.23, has been teaching us how it is that we are no longer slaves to sin and lawlessness, which leads to death, but rather we are the slaves of God. 
slaves to righteousness, which leads to sanctification and to life. And this is true. We are Christians, which means we are rescued by Jesus. We are called by His name. We are adopted into His family. We eat His body and we drink His blood. And we, therefore, live differently than those who are not baptized. We think different. We talk different. We, we have a different hope and a different love and a different life, a different view of the world. We pray. We trust in God. We are free, set free by God to risk love and even to die for our neighbor. And we, as Christians, fear God, which means that there's nothing in this world that we are afraid of. St. Paul has said, you have been set free from sin and have become slaves to God. And this is wonderfully, wonderfully amazing news. Because while the devil works his slaves to death, God takes his slaves and adopts them as his own children and sets them free and gives them gifts. Now, the theological danger that I'm talking about is that we miss this. That we try to build a parallel between heaven and hell. That we do a sort of theological calculus that sounds like this. If, on the one hand, the wages of sin is death, then, on the other hand, the wages of good works would be life. Right? If my sin is the problem, then my good works will be the solution. And this theological logic is almost inescapable. And it's almost as deadly as our ignorance of our own sin. But St. Paul says with perfect clarity against this kind of thinking and against this thought, this. The wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. You earn death. You do not earn life. Life, salvation, the forgiveness of sins, this is a gift. It cannot be won. It comes to you from God's kindness and love without any merit or worthiness in you. Eternal life is a rescue mission and it was accomplished without any of our own help and assistance. Jesus, His coming into our flesh and blood and His bearing our sin on the cross and His suffering God's wrath, which is the wrath over sins that we deserve, this is the work that happens completely apart from you and it is the work that wins your life. Jesus endures the wrath of God that your sins deserved so that He can make you a partaker of His life that you cannot deserve. And this life is yours, not by wages. It is yours because of His grace, because He has given it to you. The wages of sin is death, But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Do you see, dear saints, our Heavenly Father did not look down from heaven trying to find someone lovely, someone worthy of His love, that He could go and and give what they deserved to. No. Our Heavenly Father looked down from heaven and He saw you in your sin with the... the, 
filth of your own unworthiness rising up to him. He saw you as his own enemy and still he loved you. And it is his love that makes you lovely. He sent his son for you and it is his death that makes you holy. He sent the Holy Spirit to you and it is his word that forgives you your sins and brings you the righteousness and the perfection of Jesus. Puts it on your name. Covers you in His holiness. This is the Gospel. The good news of salvation which Jesus has for you, His beloved people, this morning and always. You have been working every day to earn something quite terrible. The wages of sin death. But instead of wages, Jesus has for you a gift. The gift of His blood. The gift of His name. The gift of His mercy. The gift of life that has no end. The gift of seeing His face, His smile, and knowing His love. The one who gave you life is also the one who gave his life for you so that you would not die but live forever. So that when our life is over and we go to be judged, we will hear this verdict. Your sins are forgiven. Enter into the life prepared for you. For there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. There's no condemnation for you. So, dear saints, rejoice. The wages of sin, death, it's true, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord, your Lord, your Jesus, your Savior, and your friend. His death has closed the gates of hell and opened the door to heaven for you. His death has made a way from death to life eternal for you. His blood has washed away your sins. His sacrifice has appeased the wrath of God. His mercy is your life and your hope and your peace that knows no end. He is yours, and you are His. Amen. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Word of Hope. We hope your time with us was one of joy and peace in hearing the Lord's Word and kindness. If you have questions about anything you heard on today's broadcast, please don't hesitate to contact us at office at hope-aurora.org or call the office at 303-364-7416. For more information about our congregation, for locations, service time, and schedule, please visit our website at www.hope-aurora.org. Thank you for listening to The Word of Hope.